Hey guys, welcome to the channel and I hope you enjoy it. So this is interview one with Kiran Modi, who is now a New York-based model, but upon recording this, she was in London. So I wanted to sit her down before she moved and get pretty much a lowdown on all her experiences leading up to the move. And yeah, I hope you enjoy it. It's about 40 minutes long, so if you'd rather listen to this on the go, go to soundcloud.com forward slash photo where you can also listen to it there. If you like it, share it, please subscribe, it all helps. And yeah, I hope to be bringing you a lot more of these in the future. Enjoy! Also guys, uh, this is the first video I did. The cameras I ordered had not arrived, so I just had to use my iPhone. Goes to show, an iPhone is good enough to get the job done, but at the same time, if you get bored of looking at one angle of just like the side of our faces, I completely understand, I'm sorry, but if you come back for videos two and three, you'll get two angles. So yeah, enjoy, see you later. Okay, so um, welcome, this is episode number one of, I don't know what I'm gonna call this. <laughs> so you've been either directed here by me, someone else, or maybe Kieran, I don't know. <laughs> so this is the first of hopefully a series of interviews with people that I work with, know, or are related to the industry that I work in as a freelance photographer. So we're just gonna go through um, Kieran, how she got into it, and journey, <laughs> but I'm gonna let her take over. So just for anyone who may not know you or is coming for you the first time, could you just give yourself a little intro? Yep, um, so my name is Kieran Modi. Um, I've been modeling for about nine years, nine, 10 years on and off. Um, do you wanna start with like how I got started? Or? Yeah, sure, yeah. go so, for it. Um, so the way that it all kind of came about was that I first initially got scouted while I was out for a friend's 18th birthday. Mm -hmm. um, and we were in a club, which I can't remember now, but it feels... Hold on. Is it recording? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so it was a friend's 18th birthday. Um, and these two ladies came up to me, really fashionable, trendy looking ladies, and I was just like, um, they came up to me and said to me, oh, you're like, you know, we really think that you'd like, you know, work well with our agency. And at that point I was like, agency, have no idea what you're talking about, modeling, no idea. Yeah. Um, didn't know that that's what they were sort of angling for. Um, and then they basically said, look, can we um, take you on a shoot? Let's do a shoot together. Um, and this was at the point when Sleek Makeup had just come out and they had really good connections with Sleek Makeup. Okay. Um, so the, one of the first shoots I did was with um, Sleek and um, with um, the, two, the two ladies that scouted me. And since that day, I've still got them on Facebook. They're always really? very supportive and, you know, um, uh, they've... Um, you know, whenever there's been a lot of sort of a milestone in the modeling field, they've always mm -hmm. been like, oh, we knew you'd do well kind of thing, you know, always giving you that kind of like... They're like your day uh, ones. Yeah, yeah, day ones kind of thing. Um, and then, so I did a couple of shoots with them and, you know, started working um, like with photographers and, mm -hmm. and people that they knew. Um, and obviously under sort of, sort of... Um, watchful eyes of the mother and, and dad and everything. Um, and then... Um, I, th I suppose my sort of breakthrough into the industry, if you'd want to put it that way, was when um, my dad had kind of entered me into a modelling competition, which was for all the next directories. All right. Um, so 
that entailed like a full-on sort of voting thing going on and um, like I had to do a little pre-photo shoot just for the voting and then I had to get, um, it was like a, I got shortlisted from sort of 4,000 people to, I think it was like the top 50 or something. Mm -hmm. And then on uh, the ne then next, to actually put on a full-on day, like runway, rehearsals, photo shoots, makeup, yeah. all of that sort of stuff. Um, got to wear a lot of their clothing. Um, and then um, on the day, um, it got sort of whittled down to sort of 10 people. People. Mm -hmm. and um, so it's five boys and five girls yeah. um, and I was one of the five girls um, and then eventually went on to win it which I honestly had no <laughs> I had no idea that that was gonna happen I did I really didn't believe that that was gonna happen for me because at that point it really wasn't something I'd even thought about probably only two years prior really yeah. um, uh, and then from winning it, it kind of opened up a lot more doors. Um, so um, I, I went on for the first year and a half um, with uh, Select Model Management, oh, wow. um, doing a contract with them um, through Next. So um, I did that for about a year and a half, um, contracting work with um, Next. So it was doing like the directories. Mm -hmm. They sent me out to New York to do um, a shoot for OK Magazine. So it was quite a big like yeah. ordeal back then without any social me media. I was going to say, because yeah, it was so, like eight, eight, nine years ago. Yeah, social media didn't even exist then. It was kind of one of those ones where I was like, yeah, yeah. Well, I loved those days. Yeah. Actually, those days were amazing. When there was like social media wasn't like the be all and end all, but mm. um, uh, yeah. So this was before social media, and so um, I think this was actually at the point where Facebook was just coming into its prime. Right. Um, so it was all about the Facebook likes and the pages and all of that sort I of stuff. That. Do you want to be a fan? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of um, more based around next getting sort of. Um, another sort of following and, and that sort of interest on Facebook okay. um, and so that went on for about a year and at that time I was still studying architecture so it was kind of difficult to juggle the two mm -hmm. um, which is why I've said like I've been modeling really on and off for about eight nine years because I've, I've continued um, my studies as well yeah um, and I've, I graduated and finished all of that and then kind of went and I dabbled in the modeling while I was studying mm. um, but I, I I was determined to to get it finished and at least have something else behind me that I was definitely interested in. Got you. Um, um, and then after that, I kind of um, went into work, but still carried on with the modeling um, and How just did took your on work like colleagues few... sort of react to you doing that. Um, or did it even come up? Uh, it it depended. It was more like I had I was quite lucky in 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 some senses with work because it mm -hmm. kind of worked out that I had like. When I first started out and come out of university and decided I didn't want to study architecture at all and I wanted to go more into the fashion field, at that point I had no idea which area, whether it was going to be like behind the scenes doing mm. like the making or if it was going to be, you know, being in front of the camera. Um, but um, I remember back then being quite lucky in some of the jobs that I had in that I did I wasn't working full time as soon as I got out of university. It was okay. kind of like a I took I worked at an accountancy firm for a little while being just like a an assistant okay. and um I had like a couple of days where I'd though a couple of days where I'd be free mm -hmm. and also with modeling as well once you've come out of a contract and you're a bit more freelance you you 
you're kind of open to using your weekends to work as well, which yeah. is what I did. So effectively, I had three or four days at work as an assistant, and then I had the other days to kind of work and uh, to as a model kind of thing. So gotcha. um, it wasn't like I was, it was plain sailing. It wasn't plain sailing. I wasn't like a full-time no. model as soon as I no, came no. out. And that, and that's it, an easy misconception it, to it, have. It is, and I always say that to girls. I mean, like, I, that's the one bit of, another bit of advice that I always say, you know, like, I wouldn't just jump into modeling and think that you're going to have work consistently no. throughout the whole of your life. Like, there's only a very few, like, girls that I know, which I've known for a long time, and that's been, like, sort of nine, nine, ten years, yeah. um, that have only recently, after nine, ten years of modeling, got into mm. more consistent work where they can have, like, a full-time job in it, you know? Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so I think it's... it's it's a misconception for sure in the industry and a lot of the times also that you know sometimes the work that you're doing isn't always paid for you know no, you, no, there's a lot of spec there's work. a lot of yeah there's a lot of work that goes behind having even that social media page that you need to to prove that you're a model and that you you know that you're a good enough model to I have, this is a photographer yeah this yeah, whole, sure, this whole past bet, year yeah, yeah. is just a case of just shoot every single week to have enough content to put out for every single day because I was determined to have a kick-ass portfolio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, that's happened. But God, would I do it again? Maybe. Maybe yeah. Maybe. And if you're not certain, there's an indicator of how you really feel. Feel? Well. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I think to be honest with you, up until this point of me going to New York, mm -hmm. I haven't really focused on the modeling. I wouldn't say that I've put my all into the modeling. It's kind of thing I think I put my my all into the modeling when I entered the competition and I thought that there there was an actual possibility of me becoming a, a you know a full-time model. Yeah. And at that point I was very serious about it. But then I think well, so it's what, quite let's easy. Just, let's just double back quickly yeah. because that's new information for these yeah, guys. So yeah. You're going so, to New York. Yes, yeah. So How did that come about? So the New York um, trip, well, the New York visa um, and, you know, that story, it all kind of came about last year. Um, it's always been a goal of mine. That's been a lifelong goal to live in, a, in another country. And I remember when I was much younger, it was Australia, and then all of a sudden it got more refined. And then as it got more refined through <laughs> the fashion and everything, it became New York. Right. So New York has been on the goals list. I would say probably... I think maybe 12, 15 years. Oh wow! Of my so life. way before yeah. you even yeah. started doing this. This is way before even the modelling. Like that, New York had always been a fascination of mine, and yeah. I, I guess it's all through like, like the movies that you watch. Yeah, and, it's you a know, beautiful like, city. Yeah, exactly. It, well, yeah, yeah, you know now. Don't I went you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, like it's it's what it was. It's always been sort of on the list to do. And I didn't. I knew that it didn't. It wasn't something that I just wanted to go to and visit. I knew that it was somewhere that I've always wanted to live. I just mm. never really knew what my route to get there was. And obviously, right. at the moment with everything that's going on, it's a lot more difficult. You know, mm. trying to get a visa to work there, and yep. and you know, with all yeah, all the political you know circumstances yeah, yeah in 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 America. Um, and then it wasn't until last. So, oh, so I keep keep forgetting. It's That's January funny. now, isn't it? it so is. yeah. So it was um, the summer of January twenty six. Uh, sorry, uh, the summer of twenty sixteen. Mm -hmm. I'd gone um, on holiday with my mum and my sister, and we'd gone to New York. And I I'd gone to New York just for a family holiday. It was just a nice little girls' mm -hmm. trip for us to go away, and um, I'd 
met up with a friend of mine that lives out there. She's on a three-year contract. She's a model right. from South London. Known, I've actually known her the longest in the modeling industry. Right. Um, we worked on a couple of jobs together when we were younger. Um, we had the same sort of um, issue mm -hmm. in that we were both, um, she's um, a dark-skinned black girl. Okay. And I'm a dark-skinned Indian girl. That's something that's always been like prevalent in our in our careers as a model, and always kind of hindered us a little bit in in the industry being in London. Um, and we always used to, I remember like way back sort of 10 years ago having conversations about how difficult it is being mm. of dark skin and you know especially in, in our cultures as well how difficult it was it was and especially being a model yep. um, and when we'd um, so I well I, I knew that she was in New York so I just yeah, messaged her and I said to her look do you want to meet up let's meet up we haven't I haven't seen you for ages we haven't worked together in ages yeah um, like you know I know you're about let's try and meet up mm. um, so we met up and actually that started like the, the it was like the start of our like sort of friendship like sort of really 2 yeah yeah like it really was it was so great because. Um, I guess she'd, uh, in a way, she'd really sort of convinced me that I could go out there and that I'd be okay o over there. And she gave me enough sort of confidence to make mm. me feel like I could do okay out there. Right. Um, okay. So after that trip, I came back and I was so energised. I was so sort of like um, ready to, to try it out and see what would happen. Mm -hmm. um, and so... Uh, the summer of 2017, I spent three months out there. Mm -hmm. um, spent the whole of summer. You met me out there. Did I you? Did. We had I a nice did. little shoot, like great shoot actually. I loved this the shots from there. Um, and um, I basically went hunting for an agency. That that's literally all I did. I went out there knowing that um, I'd be out there for three months. Um, my friend had basically said to me, you know, the best way to go out over there with the experience that you've got as a model, especially knowing that you'd won a competition, mm -hmm. would be the easiest way for you to have a visa gotcha. and, and live over there. And never in my wildest dreams would I have thought I'd be a model in New York living there as a model and on a modeling sort of visa. I, yeah. That wasn't the... That was never the plan. the plan, but then for it to be that way and that's how I've got over there is just craziest thing that could have happened. Um, so eventually through going to open casting calls, meeting new people, meeting lots of friends and mm -hmm. um, like they kind of angled me to meet new people as well. Um, there was a lot of like referrals going on and that's the one thing that I loved about New York and in America yes. in general is, is that everyone's ready to help and everyone's got their own little hustle, their little grind that they need to do and, and they're really willing to like... It's very much like a New York thing. It is, it is. I think it's also a very LA thing as well. Like it's a, Yeah, like the coastal yeah, streets where everyone yeah. needs to sort of like get from... Everyone wants to be here. Yeah, exactly. So everyone's trying their best to help everyone else that they can to get to where they want to be. And actually a lot of them, Americans are very like intrigued by stories and, and, oh, and yeah. interested in what you're doing. Especially because you look a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean like... And especially with an English accent, that works a charm over there. So um, that worked a lot. Um, and then I eventually got signed to an agency, which I was like thrilled about. Obviously shocked that it even happened mm -hmm. because 
I've done a lot of searching and hunting and you know going to open casting calls which aren't easy yeah. um, but um, meeting a lot of people along the way and then it, it happened within like the last sort of three four weeks of me being there okay. um, and then they offered to help me out with attorneys and sorting out the visa um, and then it just kind of like transpired from there really and then from that point I guess it was more up to me set, sort of um, settling at settling at the idea of moving over there but yeah. also realizing that I'm gonna have to put in a lot of like well it was actually more the, the more difficult thing was like finding all the work that I've done over the nine years like yeah I just you know you when you're doing it for so long you just know I mean you obviously have like a portfolio of work that you you know that you always carry around for you with you for castings and stuff but the visa specifically asks for like published work and, and you know work that's of notable sort of um, yeah because just for those of you who aren't familiar with like the visa process if you're trying to move to move to another country in a creative field they want to see that you're going to bring basically attention and income to that country exactly yeah so yeah. for those of you who are coming here or going anywhere, I suppose tear sheets are essential. T tear sheets are your absolute lifeline when it comes to a, a visa application. Um, I I remember um, when so when I got back from the first like girls' holiday that I had done, and after meeting Rachel, she was just like the most important thing is to have tear sheets. That's going to be the most. Imp so as soon as I got back, yep. knowing that that was an, a possibility of, of me moving over there on on the visa on the modelling visa that, that she was on. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I'd come back with the main goal being tear sheets. Everything was about the tear sheets, everything was about collecting. Like, you don't realise how many things that you've, like, sort of bypassed because it's so old to you, but to somebody who's first meeting you on an application, yeah. are like, whoa, that's pretty... You don't like, like, yeah, yeah, like, and, actually... And just for further clarity, tear sheets are editorials. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it's more sort of work that you've... Yeah, been published in uh, yeah. that you can pull out of a magazine. I only said because when I first heard tear sheets, I was like, "What?" Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. Yeah, tear sheet, Yeah, I, I said the same thing. Like I was like, "I was like, what's a tear sheet?" And then I realised afterwards. But yeah, t tear sheets are all sort of any work that you could prob probably sort of like pull out of a magazine. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to be a magazine. It could even like now the way that social media is going. Mm -hmm. um, Online editorials. Online things like anything on any any sort of like online magazine, um, anything that you've been sort of published on that's got a really good following or or just yeah. sort of proves that you're a model of sort of a certain caliber that you you know you can you've gotcha. you've been on yeah you've been on sort of reputable like websites and, and yeah. you know brands and so on so. Um, when I got back the first trip, I was like, right, I need to focus on that. That's what I need to focus on if I want to go out there for the, the three months and find an agency that are going to take me seriously. Yeah. Um, so I, I actively went out and did that. Um, and then um, I got started. So on the three-month trip that I did in 2017, I um, went... Um, agency hunting, um, found the ag agency that I wanted um, and actually got signed to one that I was really like happy to be with and I was so glad because I'd heard so much so many good things about them mm -hmm. um, and the ladies out there are amazing like I just like they've been in touch even for the sort of short amount of period I've been back in London for mm -hmm. um, and the one thing I suppose I could say over there is that like over here now looking back on it and seeing like how it's all worked mm -hmm for me in terms of being in New York is that it is a, a it's a serious business like it's yes. a, fashion is an actual 
full-on business over there you know even if you're I mean I'm not talking about just sort of the clothing and the designer aspect and, okay. and, and the fashion side of it mm -hmm. it's like talking about like all of the photographers that you w work with and and the photographers and the models and the agencies like they're all making very big money over there it's not it's it's not just a it's not like a, a small business yeah. yeah it's not a small business it's not fun it, well obviously it's fun but it's not it's not just for fun it's not like a side business that someone else That's is right. running on top of having another job over over here over there it's a full-on business and they're only going to really take you on if they believe that they're going to make money from you yeah, you know of course. Um, we are assets. At the end, yeah exactly yeah. and at the end of the day you have to realize that 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 is what it's all about it is it is it's money. all about money yeah. yeah and it's all about making it and what you can do for them making money for them you know um, and if you can make money for them that essentially means they're going to be making money for you that's the way you've got to look at it kind of thing um but yeah so they've been really supportive um and so now um the the kind of application the visa application and everything that happened was more of a process of me collecting um lots of evidence of me working gotcha. being a model um, mostly just, you know, them pro proving myself, really, yeah. that's all it was. Um, um, so yeah, and then from that point onwards, my agency kind of like helped me with the attorneys, they've got me all, you know, sorted out with the they, visa now, and now... Like the legwork as such. Say that again. Like, all the, all the bits where you may not... You may not know the process exactly. Yeah. They just made it as simple as, just give us this, yes. and we'll take care of the rest. Yeah, exactly, and, um, they, there was... They've been so helpful, so that's been the main thing is that, like, that's you know, right. they've been able to actually support and help me through the visa process. Um, and you leave in two days. Yeah, no, so now I'm leaving in two days, and I'm like, yeah. Thank you, fine. That's fine, totally fine. Um, but yeah, so now I'm leaving in two days, and it's, um, it's all done and dusted. The application side of it's done. I've got the visa stamped in my passport, so I'm officially a. a well, a US resident for the next three years. Oh, so. wow. Yeah, so it's kind of like... Well, no, let's oh, come over, we'll do a little catch-up version of this. Yeah, no, we should. I think we that'd should. be great. And then you can talk about all the work that I've had since. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm excited about it, really. That's great. Mm. Okay, so, outside of modelling... Yeah. So, when you're not in front of the camera... Yeah. What else do you do? So, um, outside of the modelling, um, mostly because modelling isn't like over here, it's, it's difficult to make a full time out of. Um, the only other thing that I loved doing and really only found out that I loved doing was about four years ago, which is shoemaking. So, mm. I hand make footwear. Um, and I guess maybe that's where, when I realised that I wanted to be in the fashion industry, I kind of wasn't sure which area I wanted to be in. Gotcha. Um, so I've kind of dabbled in almost everything now. So, but I actually really, really love um, hand making footwear, and it's mostly because I've always been very creative. Um, yeah. Studying architecture kind of like gives you the discipline of being creative and designing. And um, I suppose the benefit is, you know, if you weren't a model, at least you'd be within the industry because of this yeah. skill set. Yeah, exactly. And I think also what's helped is that because I knew that I wanted to be in the fashion industry being a model kind of helped also because you could you can cross those networks over so mm. easily you know yeah. like being a shoemaker like I, the amount of times where I've used like the connections that I've got through 
through the models that I know mm -hmm. that will help me with designers and then vice versa. So yeah, it's cool. been, you know, yeah, amazing. So it's just been so easy to do and the, like the crossovers just made it so much easier. I mean like we shot together, we did my first collection and shot my first collection together. So, you know, it's all kind of crossed over and it's actually been really helpful. You yeah, know? And um, that helps me as well because now I have product under my belt as well. Exactly, as, yeah. This as well as model photography. Yeah, exactly. So it's like meshed, <coughs> it's meshed two industries that I, well, that I love and have so much experience in. Absolutely. So. And that's sort of how you spread your risk almost. It, it's like, you know, because especially in a visual medium like modeling, yeah. there is a life stamp on it. Yeah, yeah, of course there is, yeah. Right? And you'd be f anyone young enough coming into it would be foolish to think, oh, I'm going to do this forever. Yeah. Interestingly enough today, the one thing I would say is that you've got, say, a lot of models who have a great social following, yeah. and then when they finish their modeling contract, my next thought is, okay, what are they going to do with this massive following that they've got? Yeah. Because to them, they should really realize that that's an asset of influence that they have. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm wondering, what would they do next? Because we haven't hit that point with anyone yet. That um, I know of. As in, uh, as in so okay, I've, I've yeah. not seen a model sort of like come to the end of their shooting career and then, okay, they're in what a position. What are they doing yeah. now? I suppose actually I haven't, actually. But I think the main thing that you want to take from that is that if you've got a great following, you're obviously doing something that people like watching or doing. Like, irrespective of whether it's the modeling or... I mean, I was actually talking about this to a friend the other day, right? And it was it was mostly about how I've um, got, obviously, a, a modeling social media account, which is my mm -hmm. Instagram. And it's really funny because I actually get a lot more interaction and engagement um, on my stories when I'm just doing something totally normal, not even modeling related. Which yeah. is funny because, actually, that whole account is all about me being a model. Exactly. Um, but also, I think, like, when you've got a following, I mean, definitely, you need to, you know, use it. You know, Absolutely. there's obviously something that you're doing that pe people are interested in. Mm -hmm. your, your following is, is getting larger, you know. There's going to be something that you're more passionate about. And I can definitely... All of the models that I've met, they've all got something else that they're just as passionate about. And yeah. modeling isn't like the be all of their life. Or, I mean, it doesn't even necessarily have to be fashion related. Yeah, it you could know? just be anything. It could literally be anything. Like the the girl that I'm living with next year mm -hmm. um, in New York, she like she's a model. And like, obviously that's her full-time job, her full-time income and everything. But her passion is being a bit of a foodie and right. and absolutely obsessed with herbal teas. So her thing is that, and herbal teas can be so, uh, like any further from the fashion field, really. Yeah, exactly. you know? yeah. So well, there's like a, there's a business <coughs> there, like you could just, you could be like, you could get into the catering for shoots yeah. and making it like, I don't know, model friendly tea. Yeah, exactly. So there's, there's so many routes that she could even go down. I've got other friends that are that equally just as they, if they're into fashion, are into makeup and, mm. you know, um, showing what they're doing while they're, while they're models and stuff. So, you know, like that is just as, you know, engaging as, you know, someone that's interested in herbal tea. But actually, I think the best thing about this whole, whole sort of, um, social media thing is that you're actually like tapping into someone's like personal life that you're actually interested in you know yeah, like that's what makes it relatable that's exactly what makes it relatable you know i mean i there's very few sort of i, I do love following celebs on, on on instagram but actually to me i follow them more out of a sort of maybe a fashion thing right or okay. or maybe it's doing maybe they're doing something that i will not have the chance to do maybe mm -hmm. in that in that sort of um, I don't know, I suppose in 
in celebrity world, uh, there's there's some things that they will. Uh, that only they get to do. Yeah, so it's yeah, like exactly. living vicariously. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Um, but with um, with like making everything so personal, I think you actually get to see the real person, and actually, mm. you know, not everybody is into like going to really nice places for dinner, no. and not everybody <laughs> is into. Sometimes people just want to tuck into a McDonald's or a KFC, and exactly. you know, and just be really normal, you know. Um, but I think that that's what makes like social media and, and you know models interesting is that actually they're not always living that model life and not yeah. I, I, it's very difficult for girls to continuously be following that that model lifestyle. I definitely don't, you know. So yeah, because it's sort of it's. I don't want to be like we blame social media or like yeah. whatever yeah. narrative it was, of but somewhere so. along the line we have got this notion that we've seen this person be at fashion shows and like not eat or whatever yeah. it is that yeah. the stereotype is. Mm. And because there's nothing else to tell you anything else, we just fit in the blanks of, well, that's what they must yeah. be doing all the time. time. Yeah, and I think that that actually, that to me is the area, the, the gray area, the bit for me, mm. because I think that's the area where you're coming into having like sort of um, a lot of problems with the development of how you are as a person and yes. comparing yourself. The first generation. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, and, and I think, exactly. And I think it's quite a scary thing and it's definitely something that needs to be addressed um, a lot better than it is at the moment. Hmm. Um, because I think a lot of younger kids are falling into And I think maybe where I've like, I think I passed that whole being well, we've grown, social media. We've savvy. grown into it yeah. rather than grown up with it. Like yeah. we've had to like we left we lived without it yeah and now we're like okay this is a new thing we have to adapt to it yeah exactly rather than a baby it's... who knows how to take a selfie yeah or or yeah. No, even even knowing how to open up an iphone to me is like the scariest <laughs> thing but yeah i think like th that's definitely a gray area that needs to be addressed but i think if you're um if you're smart, you can definitely use social media to your advantage and, mm. and do it in a healthy way, you know? Yeah. Um, there's a couple of girls that I've met um, when I was in New York that mm. actually, um, I think, have just done an amazing job in what they're doing. And, and the reason why they've worked and done so well with their following mm -hmm. um, is because they've just stayed true to themselves. They've not really, like, they've not changed themselves as models to be that model lifestyle. They've kept yeah. themselves as they are and actually been successful in being that. That was a piece of advice I gave to someone recently. Yeah. Um, their agency was asking them to get a bit more active on social media. Yeah. And while talking to them, they were saying that they didn't want to come across as fake. Yeah. So I said, look, just be yourself. Yeah. And, and that's enough. That, that's <laughs> enough. More than enough. Yeah. Because otherwise, yeah. you know, pe people people know. Yeah. Right. You can't fake it to make yeah, it. Yeah. 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 People will we'll know. know. And I think I've tried. I think I'll be the first one to to record myself with no makeup on or mm -hmm. like looking like an absolute state because to me, I don't want to give off this whole lifestyle that you know that. I live like a glamorous lifestyle that I'm like, you know, doing amazing things every day. I'm genuinely not. Like, yeah. there's, very, like there's very like few days where I'm being very glamorous and like, you know, um, looking always nice and stuff. And I think I spend more days like at home in PJs with my hair up in a pineapple and no makeup on and eating like a slob and like, you know, eating whatever I fancy. Like, there's more of those days than there are glamorous days. And sure. I think what at least for me, I know that I'm not being, um, not fake, but at least like I'm not 
giving out this lifestyle that I... Yeah, being true I, to yourself. Yeah, yeah, to me, yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I feel. I don't feel like I'm, like, giving off a lifestyle that I definitely don't need. Alright, you know? cool. So, just picking up, because we do have a shoot planned, <laughs> which apparently is going to start in 15 minutes. Time has flown. So I'm going to quickly just run on to a couple of things. So, what is the best piece of advice that you've been given? Ooh... Best piece of advice that I've been given, not to shy away from um, doing jobs that will benefit you photographically. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's a there's a massive like sort of. Um, I think there's a, 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 a not again a grey area with this is that you just you don't want to be doing free work all the time, no. and I definitely don't condone that. But you, when you're first starting out, mm -hmm. there will be a majority of free work, and then as you get better, yep. you know there will be a lot more paid work. It, and even to this day, yeah, there is. And also, even to this day, me doing it nine years, I still do free work because, like, to me, it's like content. Also, mm -hmm. I, it's a chance to work with a photographer that you've wanted to work with. Yep. Or, um, or it could just be part of your testing cycle. Because exactly. Say, like, you change your look, yeah. all of a sudden you need a brand new book. Yeah, exactly. And there's all of that as well. Like, I mean, you know, me joining a new agency, the amount of times that they've asked me to work with new photographers, mm -hmm. like, I'll try my best to, to fulfill it. But, you know, your, your book is only going to be as good as how much work you're willing to put into it. And if sometimes Agreed. that means you're going to have to put in some extra hours to do a free shoot here and there, mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't shy away from that. Like, I, I think I, I see a lot of young girls saying, well, you know, I want to be paid for this. I'm good enough. I don't understand why I can't be paid. But mm. I'm like, well, to me, the reason why is that you haven't proved yourself. You know, you're, you're still a little, yeah. you know, um, young person just entering the world of modeling and yeah and i think there's a difference in creative industries than they are say like yeah but like you wouldn't say like oh do my account it'll get you great exposure yeah exactly no. yeah yeah, right? yeah yeah but it's like work with this person and if you can think of off the back of that they're following you're following yeah and more importantly it needs to be the right following but, yeah yeah because we've course. all done like collabs where yeah, it yeah. just hasn't worked yeah out. yeah um and we've done ones where like, you could have a hundred thousand people following you but it means nothing. But you can have the 10 right people following you. Yeah, of course. And then I mean, that just makes it. Makes it, yeah. I mean, like, I, 100%. Like, there was a, um, a makeup artist that I worked with recently. Um, and she's, the reason why I think she does amazingly well is because she's so honest. Like, mm. you know, on her, on her Instagram stories, and just in general, even her, her blogging that she does, um, She's so honest, and like I think that's the the. Did you give her a shout out? Um, yeah, Lithia, her name is. She's right, like cool. an amazing makeup artist, and I've worked with her, and she's just got a heart of gold. And I think she just does like, I think what makes her like sets her aside is that actually like when you're watching her stories, you feel like you're with her, or you gotcha. feel like you know, and you don't get this whole air of like you know. You're being let in. Yeah, you're yeah, you're just like okay, you're like she's sometimes she's like. Um, recording herself, um, I don't know, or she's giving a review on a film or something. Mm -hmm. And like, you feel like you're sitting in there watching it with her, right. you know? Yeah. And I think like, again, with her, like what she's done is just made it like, you know, very honest, you know? And I think that's like, it's quite difficult to do. Like, I hated talking in front of my, my camera. It's you know? scary. It's scary. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it doesn't matter how a, much you're in front of you never had a conversation yeah. with yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much you're in front of a camera as a full-time job like it, it still doesn't prepare you for the whole stairs that you're going to get because you're talking into your camera 
you know, to somebody, you're talking into a screen and oh, then there's yeah. people walking past you like, okay. who is that crazy woman? Yeah, it's like, thank you for not doing this in public. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So, I mean, yeah, I think it's, advice is just to make sure, like, you know, just just make sure you're always, like, a, a step ahead. Like, you know, when you're doing work, like, you're doing it because you, you, mm -hmm. you know, you're... Yeah. You want to do it, and it's going to benefit you. Yeah, you know. One thing I wanted to pick up on, which you mentioned before we started this, was also yeah. about finances and making sure. Oh yeah. After them. Um, oh, hundred percent. That was like probably actually that would be above the last piece of okay. advice. Yeah, the uh, your finances. I always say this: like finances. If you look after it, that you know your finances will look after you. Okay. And, I think. Um, Could you give like an example as to how you mean? Like you mean like smart investments, or just um, keeping, or not, not blowing it out? Not so much smart investments. It's more like, you know, when you're, you're essentially self-employed. Yes, know? of course. And you need to just be aware that there will be a tax at the end that you have to pay. Oh, there yes. will be, you know, there, there will be things that you're going to have to pay for in advance. So don't blow all your money, is what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like, don't think because you've had a good lot of money coming in that, you know, that everything will be sorted and hunky-dory like a couple no, of months won't. later. It won't be. Always set aside some money. And this, like, I've even... I've always maintained, just put a, whatever you get, a third of it, away. Away, yeah. And I, I would say I was probably terrible at this up until, like... I would say easily like a year ago. Oh, like, same. yeah, like <laughs> I really wasn't good at like my finances. Like I was like always, I blow money as soon as I get it, and mm -hmm. you know I just really wanted things and nice things. And actually, I think when I became sort of actually no, I wouldn't say a year ago. Maybe a little bit longer than that because okay. when I started up my shoe making and everything. I had to get really serious because I was buying things for the business that, yeah. like, they were all in, like, they were in all bulk. things that I needed to, to make the shoes. So, like, I had to be aware of all the things yeah. I was buying. It makes you appreciate just how much an item costs in wholesale yeah. when you're not scaling. Yeah. And then for you sure. haven't even factored your own time in yet. Yeah, exactly. So, there's all these different elements, but I definitely think if you look after it, it doesn't take very much. And especially when you're first starting out, you're not going to have, like, you know, loads of stuff that you need to wade through to, no. to have like complicated finances towards the end mm -hmm. you just you know there's just simple things keeping your receipts you know like you yes. know um, um, just have a little box of them and just chuck your receipts in yeah, it's, it's not really that difficult I did that my accountant's um, gonna hate me yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah right um, so it's just little things that you just need to like keep in mind like you know it's not um, Finances are, you know, a big thing, and you know it's better to kind of keep track of them than you always fearing it. Mm -hmm. you, you know, if you're on top of it, then you don't fear it. You've got a kind of control exactly. over it, you know. So just that's exactly it. Not yeah. not knowing what's going to come. Yeah. Like you can't you can't affect what's going to happen to you. Yeah. But you can affect how you can deal with it based on the resources you have. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. Okay. So far away. On the flip side of that. Yeah. What's the worst advice you've been given, or have been seen that's been given out? Out. Um. I think the age old one and it and it still to this day shocks me but it's when people say you need to lose weight or right. okay. you need to do this to your body or do that I think now we're in a time where I, I don't think it's correct to live an unhealthy lifestyle agreed but at the, at the same time, you know, if you do fancy a little KFC every so often, or yeah, you know, just it's, it's all about having like a, a, a sort of balanced diet. And 
this is coming from somebody who was like a serious foodie. Mm -hmm. I like, you know, love my food. I, I definitely will not say no to anything unhealthy. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm the first one to go and pick up and <laughs> snack and, and pick up anything that's lying around that's free to eat. Like, I'll, I'm, you know, I'm happy yeah, to right. do that. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think it's wise to just be like, you know, if, if an agent is telling you to lose weight, are you with the right agency? Mm. And, and there's a difference between, like, if if some people have, like, conditions, there's, yeah. some, there's sometimes you may be going through something yeah. um, and they don't understand. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's um, a spectrum. I think that's the other thing. Another thing that I've always really wanted to sort of open up in this whole modelling industry is, like, not... I don't want to call it counselling because it sounds like a really old school way of like doing it, but mm. just like an advice bureau that you could go to for, sure. for these sorts of things because I think it's so... Because of what fashion and modelling is all about and it is all about your appearance and mm -hmm. the physicality of how you look, like it doesn't matter however many times you go to a casting mm -hmm. and you get all the jobs that you've gone to, the one or the few times where they've said to you, you're not right for our look, those are the times that will always sit with you more than the... Just be the, like, why was it? Yeah, why was it? Because you're always going to be questioning yourself and that that's the reason why it's such a controversial area in terms of, like, a, as, as a business and a job is that mm -hmm. it's, it's all about you, you know, and how you look and... Yeah. It, it's, it doesn't matter how beautiful you are, you could be like the most, you could be a Victoria's Secrets model at the end of the day mm. and still not be right for a job. But yeah. I think it's, that again is all about like sort of your mental health and you know, just, I think just tapping into your mental health sometimes is like, is you know, like it. it that it, is a good one. It goes a long way. For sure. I mean, like, do you it, have like a specific like routine or morning routine that sort of helps um, get you in the vibe? I, I, d I don't want to sound like a hippie, you right. know, <laughs> spiritual person because I'm definitely, you know, I'm I'm trying my hardest. You're from London. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you know, I'm from London, so I'm not. I'm not trying to be like overly spiritual, but I am trying a lot more mm -hmm. to be a, a little bit more tapped into my sort of mental health. But that was, I think that has come more from sort of like personal experiences and you, with my dad passing away like a couple of years ago and because he was such a massive part of my, my life and my like sort of successes as well. Um, I. I felt like I needed something more, like from my day. I needed like, I needed some time alone. And you know, I, I'm not talking time alone, like with my phone. I'm talking mm. time alone Without to not anything. think about anything that's in my phone or surrounding me, but actually just being a little bit more present. And yeah. um, I think I didn't get to that point until like a good couple of years ago, I would say, mm. you know, like, um, I think it became more important after my dad passed away because I realised just how important your mental health is. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I try to, I really do try. I've been very bad since I got back from New York because I, it was weird because I thought New York was just going to be hustle and bustle and craziness. And actually, I think that was the, the one period, three months, where I was like doing so much yoga and meditation. So, yeah. so much of it. And then when I got back, I kind of like fell out of the loop. Um, but I know when I get back there, I'll it's be like... It's the culture like, well, there as well. It is, it is, yeah. very much so. Like, it's, it's all a massive part like, of... It's a point that, you know, it, that 
there's always that waves of trendiness that come, yeah, come yeah, and go. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, there will always be that small foundation that if it goes out of trend or in, they're always they're there. Always there, yeah. I mean, like there was I there was one that I one session that I went to every Monday and in, in, in mm -hmm. an evening of an evening, and it was really nice because actually the walk there was like through Times Square. And I know when people live there, um, it's like the most boringest thing in life. It's like going to yeah, see, yeah. like going to Piccadilly Circus like all the yeah. time, like it gets boring. <laughs> yeah. But like for me, it was still like such a, like a massive part of like, of my enjoyment of being there was like walking through and being like, oh my God, I actually live here for a bit now. Like this, yeah, should, yeah. this is all gonna become like really normal to me. I found the same thing. As soon as I moved to London, when I'd go back to Birmingham to see my folks, yeah. um, they'd show like, they'd show like pictures of like Big Ben or whatever, yeah, 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 or like yeah. the Queen's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, Oh, I drive cool. up, yeah. I drive like regularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't like, realise this. Exactly, and everything just becomes a bit more normal. I'm actually a little bit excited for me to become like, oh, that's like my home now. And like to yeah. me it's so normal to, to to see all those things. But yeah, that I mean that session that I would go to was every Monday of an evening mm -hmm. and I'd walk through and it'd be a lot of like a really good alone time and it was like yoga mixed in with a bit of meditation and mm. yeah, I think like yoga I mean it's not for everybody. No. But I definitely think like people can give it a go, you know, like sure. just try it out and see how it how it how it sits with you and then take it from there. I think. Absolutely. I hate to cut this short, yeah. but we have a shoot that's going to start. And yeah. I'm feeling that someone's trying to trying to rig me. Okay, go for it. <laughs> so, um, we've pretty much covered everything. Yeah. But anything we haven't, we're going to cover back when I'm in New York. Either I like the idea I don't know which side of I don't know which side of the summer it will be. Yeah. Either June or <coughs> September, around that sort of time. Well, you know you've got a place to stay, Indy. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But That's we will, so we've already sort of covered what's next. Um, so yeah, so where can people find you? Um, so on Instagram, I am Kieran.nm. Mm -hmm. um, that is my modelling one. That's going to be all of my um, New York mm -hmm. journey. And then I also have my blog, which is www.highhillshighhopesblog.blogspot.co.uk. Okay, great. <laughs> I will link all those things in the thank appropriate you. description box on the description <laughs> where this is going. Yeah. Um, no, thank you. No, and thank you. Babe. I will basically. What I'll do next after this is I'll put in some highlights of the shoot that we're going to do next so it's all oh, one perfect. coherent yeah. thing. Alright, cool. Sounds awesome. Thank, Thank you! you. <laughs> awesome. <laughs>